You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into this show. Happy Tuesday. It's April 11th today, and we've got a couple of things to get to. Some exciting news. I was really hoping to have this done behind the scenes. Really, really hoping to. But I didn't quite get it done. Uh, We've been working on an updated um, golf model as well. I was hoping to have it done for the Masters. It didn't get done in time. I was hoping to have it done for this. It didn't get done in time either. Um, but some of the notable big changes, and this is what's really interesting about just modeling and, and betting on sports in general, is it's always evolving. It's always changing. There's always things you, you see that you could do better. And when the time is right, you kind of dive in and start messing around with it. So you make a copy of the old model and start playing around with it. And uh, that's what I did maybe, oh gosh, Two months ago, I've been working on it pretty religiously. I was up uh, very late last night, really barely slept because I was trying to get this finished for today, but I did not quite get there. So I do apologize, although nobody knew about it until right now. But uh, really, the new model is very, very similar. I don't want people to get alarmed because we do pretty well betting golf. So I shouldn't really call it new. I should call it more revised. And really what I'm finding is the lack of flexibility with what I have built really hurts me. Like there is no way for me to plug in any additional stats that might be relevant for any given week outside of the things that I have listed. And uh, that can hurt sometimes, especially when, You know, so much data is available these days for golf tournaments, these players. There's more data available than ever before. And so um, in an effort to kind of adjust for that, I started adding some inputs that we could could look at, Um, mainly the things that will be getting updated is... Um, the way that we calculate strokes gained is a little bit different. We'll also be putting outputting that as a rank in the field rather than an, an actual strokes gain number. So that will be represented as a rank moving forward, which I think is easier on the eyes, easier for people to understand. Oh, they're, they're ranked 10th out of the field. That makes sense. But, you know, 0.3248 strokes gain approach. That doesn't make doesn't make intuitive sense necessarily. So that's one of the changes you'll see right away. It's going to be based on a ranking system. 
Uh, second is we will be able to add other data, right? So if you think about you think about golf, you think about what matters in betting golf. What matters when you're looking at who's going to do well? Um, and there's a couple of things that come to mind, but really what we needed to work on and focus on is taking a look at, okay, there's so many different ways to filter the strokes gain data, right? I can filter this down to the, the course, the designer, right? All the tools that exist out on the internet. You can find the data on that. And I'm sitting there looking at my model saying, I have no real way to account for any of that. This week, RBC Heritage, Pete Dye Design. The Pete Dye Designs are very similar courses. I shouldn't say similar courses. The philosophy behind them is very similar, right? Small greens, a lot of dog legs, undulation, important approach shots. Approach shots are key. Placement of the ball is key. Driving distance, sometimes key. It all varies. But, the, you know, those are the general things that uh, Pete Dye courses have in common. And so you sit there and you say, hmm, I have no real way in the current model to account for any of that. I can't show how good anyone is at Pete Dye. I can't show, are they good at putting on this grass? Are they good at uh, approach shots between 125, 150, 150, 175? Are they good at those? Although I don't love those stats anyway, but we'll talk about that another time. In fact, I have talked about that before because they they group players in based on driving distance and it, it's not an accurate representation. It's not apples to apples, if you will. But on a course like this, where there are dog legs and there are landing zones, it sometimes takes a little bit of that away. But anyway, um, and we just can't account for anything else. And so this new model is going to have a very similar section to what we have now, strokes gained. And then it's going to have four, up to four, rotating uh, statistics that are relevant for this week. So the same thing, if you look at the model that we do today, the same first like six rows will be there, right? The player, their trending last five tournaments, their last four years at this particular tournament, the one that we're talking about. Then we'll have the strokes gain numbers or it'll be ranks at this point uh, on the new model. After that, it will be the four new stats that we can incorporate, and those may change on a weekly basis depending on the course, and that's going to give us that flexibility, right, where if certain around-the-green stats are more important, bunker saves, we can put a little bit of that in here. If hitting out of the fairway or hitting out of the fairway or the rough it doesn't matter in a particular tournament right it's just about getting as far as you can we've seen that before i can do that i can account for that our par fives really important like augusta national par fives have always historically been i think quite play out that way this week or last week but uh par fives 
birdie or better? Are you good at par fives? All those kind of things we can now incorporate into uh, the model. And that's going to be such a game changer for us uh, to be able to look at those other things. So anyway, going left to right again, the strokes gain numbers will have the four new stats. Those will be weighted on a last year, this year, and a little bit of last 20 or last 12 rounds. So a little bit of, we'll have a little extra weight on the real recent stuff. Then you'll head over into the next section of the model, weighted course uh, stats, right? So this is going to be stats basically just for whatever kind of weighting we want to put together, right? So in this particular instance, we might take the whole field. Let's look at how they do on Pete dies, and we'll do all the same the same eight stats that we did before, but we might do it on only Pete dies or only on this type of course or that type of course or this type of grass, and we'll have a nice mix of things in there to, to, to do that. That will all get weighted between, you know, the career at that course, 21, 22. Obviously, there won't be any 23 because I guess we could do 23. I could still update that. Maybe it's worth doing. 23 just because they've paid they've played other Pete Dye design courses in this particular example they've played other Pete Dye designs all right we're going to change that we're going to take out 2021 and we're going to add back in 23 okay I like that uh but again the same strokes gain stats and then the four rotating stats that we'll have in there as well and then we'll have the recent form, right? That's what we have on the current model as it is. And then we'll have a final calculation of what the heck does all that nonsense mean and who ranks at the top. Whew. I wasn't planning to go over it that uh, in-depth right now, but I'm just really excited about it. Uh, I also have little sections for notes, which I'll be typing in, especially if there's reasons why I'm picking certain stats that way it gives you a bit of a better snap preview when you look at the model you can actually read a couple of notes from me along with all the weightings and everything else so um really really excited to do this and have this updated I'm getting really close to being done but it's very slow monotonous kind of data input and making sure everything links up across all the all the sources correctly that's really the most difficult part is you, you can't make a mistake or the whole thing is garbage so hopefully for next week we'll have this ready to go it's a much bigger model as far as the amount of inputs right with the four additional stats that we'll be adding in um and weighting things a little differently as well. That's going to add an extra layer of data. So that will, uh, you know, complicate things. So hopefully we'll have that done next week. But for this week, we'll go back to the, to the tried and true model.
that we've always used. I don't want people to think this is bad now because this model has done us very well. It's very nice and simple. It's straightforward. And I still, there. I mean, there is a possibility, right? There is a possibility that we finish this new model and we run the first results, right? And I'll back test it uh, as much as I can. But we run the first results and we go, this thing stinks, right? <laughs> like there's a very real chance we're like, man, we just overcomplicated the shit out of this. And uh, this is garbage. There's a very real chance that happens, but it won't be the first model I ever built that was absolute garbage and trash, and it won't be the last one. So uh, we'll see. Um, that's the that's the beautiful thing about this betting and math and creating these is like an overwhelming majority of the time when you try to put something together, it's going to be garbage. Like probably in my life, 80% of the things I've tried to put together are absolute junk. Uh, but you tried it and you learned something and then you apply that to the next thing that you do. And, and that is so true. Like people think that that's really corny, but it is so true. Anyway, this week, RBC Heritage at Harbortown Golf Links. Again, a Pete Dye designed course, 17th most difficult course on tour this is one of my favorite tournaments generally my favorite tournaments of the year i've always really enjoyed this one it's always a post masters event and uh, the course is beautiful the thing to note here though is that this is a designated event and therefore we will have a pretty loaded field here the week after the masters and normally this is a week that a lot of the good guys take off, RBC Heritage. You just loosen up, have a little fun. But uh, it's it's going to be a competitive field, more competitive than this course has ever seen. And um, it'll be it's going to be very interesting. Every single eligible player in the top 100 except Rory, Will Zalatoris, Hideki Matsuyama, Jason Day, Aaron Wise and Alex Norn will be in attendance. John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler will both be be here. And it's amazing to see that after the, the round that they endured or the tournament that they endured last week. Absolutely incredible. Um, as I said, Pete Dye, a lot of dog legs, very tricky. Uh, course design. And when you look at what to play, what to do, again, this is one where I wish I had the model working because you're going to want to look at the previous Pete Dye courses and see how we do. 16th most narrow fairways, uh, 17th toughest course, as I mentioned. Um, the the areas that really are tougher than than tour average here or, the, or that are a little bit harder than normal, um, driving distance is going to be important. Um, greens and regulation percentage are much less than 
normal and then going going for the green hit the green percentage is lower than uh 30% lower than the tour average think about that so very very difficult going for the green probably not going to happen too much thought that was really really uh interesting And then on the approach side, putting is pretty difficult here, uh, especially, the, I mean, the greens are small, so the three putt isn't really a concern. It's more or less the the undulation of the green itself. So what are we looking at here? We're looking at stroke gained approach is obviously very heavily weighted. Off the tee is pretty weighted. And then I've got putting weighted pretty high which is not normally something we do but I do feel like it's it applies and it's applicable here top of the model Scotty Scheffler John Rahm Patrick Cantlay no surprise with those three Cameron Young Victor Hovland Colin Morikawa Tony Finau just um Jordan Spieth excuse me Max Homa Xander Shoffley Matt Kuchar Sam Burns Ricky Fowler Keegan Bradley Justin Rose Tyrell Hatton in that order. That's the top uh, good old handful. What am I looking to bet here? This is a lighter card for me. I think I've got, uh, let's add this up, uh, four units on the line this week. And probably won't have much more than that uh, with the new model going on. And right after the Masters where we had a lot in play, I think it's best to just play what we really want to play. So I've got one, two, three, four, five outrights, and I've got four uh, positional bets that I've made. My outrights consist of, and this is a little little funky, but uh, we'll see what you think. Outrights consist of Victor Hovland, 25 to 1. That's an outlying number um, out here right now. The rest of the market's at 18, 20 to 1. Over on DraftKings, 25 to 1. Victor Hovland. You think about Victor Hovland and how well he played last week. Maybe this course really doesn't fit him. He has a T21 back here back in 2020. That's the only time he's played this tournament. But Victor Hovland's playing very, very well. The approach game is good. The off the tee game is excellent. As always, putting is coming around. His, um, you know, baseline, how good he's playing versus his last 20 rounds, right? That baseline that we like to use, that's very, very good. And uh, overall, I think Victor Hovland, maybe this is a, a chance for him to pick up the pieces on guys that, uh, you know, that are not going to be 100% there this week. Guys like Scotty and Rom. Just played a very stressful, stressful tournament. Victor Hovland did as well, of course, but he wasn't really in contention like like Rom was. Maybe Scheffler could win this thing, but not at seven to one. I'll, I'll if he beats me, fine. So Victor Hovland's the first one. I think that was a little bit uh, priced incorrectly. The next one I have is to do Matt Kuchar. Believe that or believe it or not, Matt Kuchar, 45 to 1. 
at DraftKings. I've got him just outside of the top. Um, where is he? Just outside the top 10, maybe. He's 11th. He's got three top 20s here, a T3, a second-place finish. He's finished T3, T9, uh, and missed two cuts in his last five tournaments. The approach game is pretty good. Stroke gain versus baseline, pretty good as well. He's all around just a solid, solid player. Distance is not going to matter I I don't know. I guess it's going to matter, but the rough is so long and and that I think it's more about hitting the fairways and putting yourself in the right position rather than bombing away, ending up in the rough. So I really do think Matt Kuchar could be a nice sneaky play here. We've got Matt Kuchar as well. Um, we did not bet him in a positional, any kind of positional place. Uh, we didn't bet Victor Hovland in any positional places either, even though maybe we should have. Next one is Cameron Young. This is a, well, let me go back to the, let's keep going with the outrights. The other three outrights I have are Max Homa, Shane Lowry, and Tony Finau. Max Homa, 30 to 1. Shane Lowry, 35 to 1. Tony Finau, 25 to 1. Now, Max Homa at 30 to 1 just can't be. This guy is so good at golf. He cannot be priced at 30 to 1. I just refuse to think that that is where he should be priced with all these guys. Max Homa, very, very good indeed. T43 last week. He's got a T41 here in 2020 at this course, but uh, he fits the course really nicely. He'll have a shot here, hopefully. Shane Lowry is the next one. Um, do do. Let's go down to him. Yeah, Shane Lowry, bit of an interesting one. Um, got him at thirty-five to one at DraftKings, and it's a pretty good price to pay for a guy that's got uh, three top tens here. T three, T nine, a cut, and a T three. His last four years here at this course. He's missed the last five tournaments he's played in. He's made the cut in all five. His baseline strokes gain number or his recent form is not quite as good as some of the other guys. But I think Shane Lowry's pretty close to getting a win here. Uh, he's just been playing pretty good golf. He's been in the mix. I think he's going to round into form pretty well. And then the last one, of the outrights is uh, Tony Finau. Tony Finau, 25 to 1. Again, I feel like that number's drifted just a little bit too far for a guy that, you know, is playing some pretty good golf. Top, um, top 30s in the last five tournaments. So T26, T17, T19, T24, T20. So he's no stranger to playing well. He's just got to get over the hump. And uh, so I did take him on the outright market. I also took him top 20 plus 125. I think that's going to be a very good bet as well. Um, other placement markets that I took, uh, Cameron Young, top 20, plus 138. I thought that was maybe the best bet on the board. That's a full unit for me. Wyndham Clark, top 20, 
and Gary Woodland top 20, both at plus 360. Wyndham Clark, Gary Woodland, really close to making some outright bets on those guys. I have them right next to each other in the model. Um, they're maybe, let's see, what are they? 20th and 21st in the model. But they really jumped out to me as some pretty long odds on guys that are playing pretty good golf. Wyndham Clark, uh, go back five tournaments, sixth, fifth, T27, T34, T33. Has made the cut in the last four years here, although not the best finishes in the world. But I think he fits the course pretty well. Gary Woodland, kind of the same story. Only played here once, T62. But his last five tournaments, only one missed cut. T14, T45, T54, the cut, and T9. So at the prices that they are, and they've played pretty well, I'm going to go ahead and take a shot on those two guys uh, to get inside the top 20. And that are all, those are all the golf bets. Excuse me. Those are all the golf bets. Uh, we'll see how we do. Again, four units between all those plays with a full unit on Cameron Young, top 20 plus 138. That's at Barstool. That's my favorite bet. Um, of the week, I think. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, a lot going on with the new model, baseball, etc. So can't overdo it, but wanted to bring golf this week as well, even though we're in the process of changing over. So hopefully next week we'll have the new golf model and uh, any questions, of course, at steadypicks underscore Tom. I've had people ask about uh, doing some sort of video or some class, not necessarily a class, but just a discussion around how do you get started. And uh, I would really like to do that, but it would be nice to, to know there's more than one person uh, that wants to hear that. And I know that there is, right? But more than one vocal person that wants something like that to happen. So if you are interested in something like that and you would attend or, uh, join and listen and talk, uh, please, please, please reach out to me on Twitter at steadypicks underscore Tom. Let me know and uh, we'll get some dates set up because I, I I would really, really like to do that. Especially off the heels of building the new golf model, which, you know, golf's my thing at this point. So, okay, very good. Oh, but where I was going with that is any questions that come up as far as um, what else is going into this new model that we'll be using and that you'll be looking at uh, quite frequently. Anything else comes up, let me know. Happy to answer any questions that you have or show you anything that you'd like to see. And on the baseball side of things, uh, for today, I've actually got several uh, bets that I've placed. Uh, I have one, two, three, four, five plays today in the MLB. Um, we haven't had a play since last week. And we've got three, four favorites and one dog. That's what we've got for today. 
Uh, we'll go in order of the start time. First game is the Minnesota Twins, minus 140 at BetMGM against the Chicago White Sox. Minnesota Twins, if you look, uh, let's see here. Pablo Lopez is much better than people think. I've got him ranked 39th. Um, Lance Lynn for the White Sox, 52nd. And um, look, I've got the Twins a little bit better than most people. In uh, the White Sox, I have a little poorer than most at this point. Twins, 11th in batting against righties. Bullpen rank is 5th for me. Next one we have here, Chicago Cubs, minus 108. Hayden Wesneski is very, very good. 36th out of uh, the starting pitchers. Chris Flexen, again, will be looking to fade him a lot this year. Uh, I don't really think he's particularly good, uh, even though I think he beat us last time, but it, it wasn't him. It was their hit, the Mariners hitting in the bullpen. Uh, Chicago 16th hitting against righties. Bullpen's rank is 15th, but Hayden Wesneski, I think will do a wonderful job at holding some runs down. So Wesneski, here we go. That's probably my favorite play of the day. Minus 108 at FanDuel. It's the best price available for me. Next one is the big dog, the Washington Nationals, plus 265 against the Los Angeles Angels and Shohei Otani. I know. Call me crazy for betting against Shohei, but last week we got Shohei on a discount. We bet him. I think that was the very last bet we made was Wednesday of last week. We bet on the Angels with Shohei, and he was priced at that point minus 143, and that's about where it closed, and they won that game against the Mariners. I believe that was the one. Um, And so you think about that, and you go, wow. Now they're now they're like three dollar favorites against uh, the Nationals, and I just don't think they deserve that kind of price as an overall team because they're twentieth against uh, batting against righties. The bullpen's eighteenth. The Nationals are very bad. They're going to be one of the worst teams in baseball. But the again, we talk about this every year. The worst teams in baseball still win sixty games. They don't have to, but they, you know, it's very hard for a team to lose a hundred games. So the bad teams will still win sixty-two games. Um, Josiah Gray, I think, is better than he, he's getting credit for here, and will take a shot on the Nationals plus two sixty-five, a big old dog uh, against the Angels. The next one is the Milwaukee Brewers minus one. 30 against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Milwaukee Brewers, we're going uh, Corbin Burns today, ranked sixth on the starting pitcher uh, ranking. Merrill Kelly going for the Diamondbacks. He's 80th. Uh, but I've got the the Brewers hitting really well against righties. The bullpen's also very good. Diamondbacks' bullpen is horrible in their 22nd. I have them against hitting. I've got a fair price on this, minus 165 for the Brewers, and I think minus 130 is a very good play 
especially behind Corbin Burns. Anytime you can back up an ace, a stud like that, I think it's a good idea. And the last play of the day comes at the latest game of the night, the L.A. Dodgers, minus 147 at Barstool. Um, <coughs> excuse me, the Brewers was minus 130 at points bet, by the way. But the Dodgers, minus 147 at Barstool. That was the best price in market by a decent bit. It's already moved to 149. I'd still play it there. But uh, this comes down to Dustin May. Very, very good. This is going to be a really nice game, a really good game. And ultimately, to me, the difference came down to uh, two things. One, that Dustin May is slightly ever so better than Alex Wood. And that I believe the Dodgers have a very good batting lineup against lefties. So I went with the Dodgers. I have this fair price, minus 162. And uh, there, the Dodgers were a small edge for me, and we'll fire away on that. So we've got five plays today in the MLB. Pretty uh, pretty big stuff. So got to make sure we're you know, doing a good job doing this every day, making sure we stay on top of it. And that's exactly uh, what we're going to do. This has been a long, long episode. I thank you all so much for listening. At SteadyPix underscore Tom, that's the place to find me as always. Thanks for all the support. Uh, keep an eye on, oh, before we go, keep an eye on Grayson Rodriguez, the pitcher for uh, Oakland. That guy is a stud, and he's playing, or he's, I'm sorry, he's playing against Oakland today. He pitches for the Baltimore Orioles. Grayson Rodriguez was a guy I wanted to bet today, but the Orioles have gotten out of hand against um, the Oakland Athletics, who are one of the worst teams in the league, but I don't know if they should be... Uh, I mean, Baltimore is like a $2 favorite against the Oakland Athletics. I don't know when the last time Baltimore has been a $2 favorite. Grayson Rodriguez, keep an eye out for that guy. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.